0: Good morning, Ipsy Free. And we want to say good morning to our family that's streaming live via the internet. Good morning to you as well as you take your second or third cup of coffee. Uh, We're delighted to have you on this last Sunday of this year. I have a, a few items that I would like to take care of, housekeeping items, if you will, Uh, Before we go any further, first of all, on behalf of my dear wife Connie and my mom, uh, we want to wish each and every one of you a very healthy, prayerful 2022. We hope that you and I as well will join God in His activities in 2022 and then secondly secondly on behalf of your leadership team uh, brother scott and i would like to thank you as a church family for your expression of love that you showed our pastoral team last sunday we are blessed to have pastor steve and pastor melanie uh, in a leadership role here at the church. And so we want to remember them in prayer as we go into our new year, uh, because you may or may not know this, but uh, leadership have a target on their back, if you will, because the enemy knows if he hits the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. And so we want to pray For our leadership team uh, that God would cover them as we start a new year under his blessed care as they give leadership here at Ipsy Free. And speaking of prayer, why don't we do that right now, shall we? Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this gathering of people both through technology as well as in person. Father, we thank you for our leadership team here. We pray for Pastor Steve and Kathy, uh, that they will uh, have a a great time of rest and relaxation. We pray also for uh, Pastor Melanie and Kevin and their family, Lord, that uh, they too would experience your rest and your peace. Uh, Father, we pray for the team here, uh, that we would continue into the new year with excitement that you have for the ministry here at Ipsy Free. And so, Father God, again, on this last Sunday, uh, we gather to hear a word from you. Lord, speak to each one of our hearts in a very personal way. And then, Father, if you would, would please also speak to us as a church family that we would go forth and live out love before a, a, a lost and dying world. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen Amen and amen. Well, here we stand, again, on the threshold of a new year. And I don't know about you, but for me, it seems, Brother Jay, like these years are going by so quickly as I'm aging. So as You reflect on this past year. What are some of the highlights for you of 2021? For me, it was the joy of watching my mom both join the church and get baptized. Amen. uh, That's right. We can give God the praise for that, can't we? Amen. Amen. And and another highlight for for me uh, in 2021 was for me. the excitement and the concern, dare I say, of watching my granddaughter reach things that a year ago she couldn't. <laughs> but that just means that she's growing, right? And we give God the praise for that. How about you? How about you? What are some memorable occasions in 2021 that you can rejoice in? Now, conversely, what are some of the troubling, or, or dare I say, challenging moments that you experienced in 2021 moments that well in some cases if God didn't show up you wouldn't be seated here today but but can i say say this can i say this the high moments and the low moments in 2021 must be kept in perspective this is why the apostle paul shared with the philippian church The words, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Uh, You see, there's too much work that needs to be done for us to wallow in self-pity and condemnation over mistakes, failures, hurts of the past. And conversely, to, to live on one's past victories too long. Pastor Steve, in his series, Christmas Peace, put it this way, and I quote, Your life is too short and your calling too great to be offended by something small. End of quote. And, and let me just say, that I'm not making light of anyone's problems because these are real hurts and failures, including for the Apostle Paul. But he knew something that is of utmost importance in this Christian journey. And that is, if you're going to move ahead, you got to look ahead. Oh, I said something there, didn't I? (laughs) Let, Let me say that again. Let me say that again. If you're going to... Move ahead in this Christian journey. you got to look ahead. You can't be looking behind your back because you're what? You may stumble on something. you got to look ahead. So, so one cannot dwell on the past and be successful in this Christian journey. And I'm talking both of failures as well as successes. So so with a few days left remaining in 2021 and a blank check, if you will, for 2022, what can we learn from the Apostle Paul in today's scripture that my dear wife just read that will encourage our hearts going forward in this new year? Dare I say, so we can what? Live out love more effectively in 2022. Well, what I like to do is focus on a few of those verses that were read, namely verse 12 through verse 14. And I'm going to read that for your refreshment. Not that I have already obtained, this is to the Apostle Paul now, in, in Philippians 3, starting at verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, and dare I say sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So, so, what we have here is four points that the Apostle Paul is trying to get across to us, the people of God. The first point is, is that he wants us to know that you are work in progress, you are work in progress progress. Paul says of himself, not that I have already attained. He's talking about himself now, folks. I have not yet attained this or have already been made perfect, he says. Mind you, here is one of the giants of the faith who is essentially saying, folks, I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm not there yet. Here is a man who has a stellar heritage, circumcised the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regards to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuted the church. As for righteousness, on the law, based on the law, faultless. (laughs) Folks, what a resume. What a resume. Yet, he felt inadequate. Now, now I'm going to make an earth-shaking statement here. Uh, So so hold on to your caps. It's going to rock somebody's world in here. But it needs to be said, and I'm going to say it. Are you ready? Here it is. You will always be a work in progress while you're here on earth. I said it? But but let me say it again. You will always be a work in progress while you're here on earth. In other words, perfection won't be accomplished this side of heaven. So now relax. You're, trying to, you're trying, to work with, uh, trying to work towards perfection. You can relax now. Uh, let me explain. Here's a man in Paul, the apostle, who referred to himself as chief among sinners. You remember that? In 1 Timothy 1.15, he also talked about what a thorn in the flesh that he cried out to God to remove, but God didn't. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. Folks, the reality is, is that Paul was greatly used of God, yet he had a messy past and some limitations. Paul persecuted the church. He was at the stoning of Stephen, if you recall, in Acts chapter 7. So the question is, can God use you with all of your faults and failures? And the resounding answer is yes. You better believe it. We must keep in tension our imperfections and God's desire to use us. In fact, God wants to use you even though you're a work in progress. Can you believe that? Oh, right now I would hear a Baptist saying amen and a Pentecostal saying hallelujah. (laughs) He still wants to use us, Ipsy Free, even though we're a work in progress. And if God didn't count you out, you dare not count yourself out. So as we enter a new year, come to grips with the fact that you and I are a work in progress that God wants to use to live out love before a watching world. But secondly, secondly, Paul the Apostle not only talks about us being a work in progress, but secondly, he talks about Informing us that it's all about Jesus and not about me. It's all about Jesus and not about me. You see, Paul says, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ, Jesus, took hold of me. Let's get, let, let's get the order straight here if we could. Jesus took hold of me, I didn't take hold of him. Uh, Put another way, he chose me. Come on, y'all now. He chose me, I didn't choose him. And he ordained me to bring forth fruit, and that that fruit should remain, John 15, 16 tells us. And he, he chose me while I was rejecting him. That's why it's all about Jesus and not about me. You see, in Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Folks, this is the man... Paul that God met on the Damascus road as he was going to what? Persecute the church of Jesus Christ. But God arrested him. You see, that's why Jesus died so he could take hold of us. Oh, you missed that. (laughs) That's why Jesus died, so that he could take hold of you, so that he could take hold of me. And that's why it's all about him. Be assured, you have a role to play in this. You must press on, as Paul says, which can be interpreted in many ways. It it could mean uh, pursuing it or making every effort or keep striving or following after. In other words, the ball is in your court now. Can I tell you something? It takes, and and please hear me this morning. Please hear me this morning. If you don't hear nothing else, please hear this. It takes effort to live for Christ. Somebody else may not have told you that. It takes effort to live for Christ. It takes effort to read your Bible daily. I'm not talking about reading your Bible when the preacher gets up here and says, open up to uh, lamentation or whatever, okay? I'm talking about daily praying on a regular basis. It takes effort. It takes effort to read your Bible, it takes effort to pray, it takes effort. To give of your stewardship consistently. I'm not talking about throwing change into the plate when it goes past every Sunday. But to set aside in your budget. oh, we get, well, It's going to be uncomfortable for some people in here this morning. Setting aside in your budget what you want to give to the Lord. It takes effort. It takes effort to read your Bible daily, to pray daily, to give daily. So let no one fool you. But the effort is worth it knowing that it's all about Jesus. Come on, y'all. Are y'all following me here? The effort is worth it when you understand that it's all about Jesus and not about you. Christ gave his all, ipsy free. Can we do any less? Remember what Jesus said to his followers who wanted to be his disciples. In Matthew sixteen twenty four. he says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. A, a, a brother of mine that uh, I attended college, with many years ago that I still correspond with uh, via email, says this to me at the closing of his correspondence every time he, he talks with me uh, through uh, the internet. And it's about witnessing. And he says, and I quote, don't be scared. <laughs> Reach out to people because people need the Jesus in you. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. Reach out to people. Because people need the Jesus in you. That's, that's what we're talking about. It, it's, it's all connecting here, folks. We, that's why Jesus said you must, what, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow. You you see the dots here? You, You see the dots all connecting here? It's all about Jesus and not about us. And the only way you can do this is that you remember that it is all about Jesus and not about me. Take yourself out of the equation. And allow Jesus to live through you. But but thirdly, thirdly, uh, thirdly, the third point that Paul makes for us is to keep your past in perspective. Keep your past in perspective. Paul says, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. You, You see, Paul recognized that he had a messy past, and that was humbling to him. Folks, humility is an important part of your walk with God. In fact, the scripture says God is opposed to the proud, but he exalts the humble in James 4, 6. You see, Paul recognized that he wasn't there yet. Paul paints a picture of one who sees the finish line, but has not yet reached it. The point is, is that God still wants to use him in spite of all the baggage he brought. That's what I mean when I say keeping your past in perspective. See, your your, your past is your past, and you can't change it. And yes, it's forever a part of your history, but you can learn from it. Amen? You can learn from it. So, so what are you going to do? Wallow in self-pity and, or keep your past in perspective? And the best way you can keep your past in perspective is to acknowledge that it's covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. You missed an opportunity to say hallelujah. <laughs> as far as the east is from the west... So far have I removed your transgressions from you. We're, 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 uh, th- thank you for th- thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, we're covered under the blood. We're covered under the blood. It's a free. Don't beat yourself up over your past mistakes. Stay in the fight because the victory is ours in Jesus Christ. You see, the enemy's goal is to make you live with regret. (laughs) How many of us have regrets? (laughs) He loves to keep your failures before you, but the devil is a liar. How many of us have said this? Oh, if I could only do it all over again. You know what? You can't. (laughs) So you need to move forward. So keep your past in perspective. But fourth and finally, Paul wants to get across to us this. To the winner comes the prize. To the winner comes the prize. You see, Paul says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! (laughs) There's a prize for the winner. Soon we'll have a clean slate of 365 days before us, Ipsy Freak. Have you heard the old saying, it wasn't pretty, but it was a win. (laughs) For some of us, (laughs) it won't look pretty but we win in the end. (laughs) Amen. We win in the end. Yes, we must surrender to the will of God if we're to win this race we're in. Dr. David Jeremiah puts it this way, and I quote, only in the Christian life does surrender bring victory. Did you catch that? (laughs) Did you catch that? Let, Let me say it again. Only in the Christian life does surrender bring a victory. Also, you see that Paul makes reference to God's goals and not his. God's goal for you and me is to run this race in its entirety to its completion for the sake of Christ. And, and let me forewarn you, let me forewarn you. It'll be a few rainy days, so bring your umbrella and your raincoat. It'll be a few failures along the way. You'll even feel like quitting at times. But don't you dare. You're already a winner if you're in Jesus Christ. That's why Paul was able to say as his life was coming to an end, I fought a good fight. You you remember that, don't you? I fought a good fight. I finished the course. Come on, y'all. I what? Kept the faith in 2 Timothy 4, 7. Why does Paul so often talk about a prize? Well, when one thinks of a prize, they think of something accomplished, don't they? Something they've won. Can I tell you? (laughs) After struggling, after struggling, Sister Lindsay, after struggling through four and a half years of college with many sleepless nights, I won the prize, a degree. Before the pandemic, Connie and I would work out at Planet Fitness in preparation for a 5K race, we had entered. It was hard work. And some days, yes, I didn't want to do it. On race day, on race day, I ran the 5K to its completion. I won the prize. But I had to work. I had to work hard to get to that point that I can run The 5K. I won the prize. Paul says his prize is to someday be with Christ after a life of faithful service. So to the winner comes the prize. And the prize is to join our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ in heaven someday. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 14, and and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but he said, don't worry, don't don't trouble your heart, Uh, don't get anxious, because in my Father's house, come on, in my Father's house are many mansions, many rooms, different interpretations, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm coming again to receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also father oh yes i'm looking forward to that day <laughs> i'm look because see i got some love how about you i got some loved ones <laughs> that i want to join and besides i like the concept of jesus selecting a home for me how about you <laughs> that Jesus is selecting at home. He's going to prepare a place for the winner of the prize. And the prize is simply to those who have given their lives over to Jesus Christ. Yes, to the winner comes the prize. And guess what? You are a winner if you've given your life to Jesus. Uh, So I can't say it enough. To the winner comes the prize, and we're all winners in Jesus if you place your trust and faith in him. So, so what is the conclusion of this matter? What, what are the next steps, if you please? If see free, whether you're ready or not, New Year's awaits us in a few days. So what does Paul's statement mean for us today in the light of our mission statement? To love God, to love all people, And to follow Jesus together. I'll tell you what it means. I'll tell you what it means. First of all, to love God in 2022 will involve intentional time spent with him. Yes, it takes effort to be in relationships. It doesn't happen by osmosis or by occasionally coming. or occasionally be in in relationships. Many of you married people here. I'm one. It takes effort. Now don't look at me with three heads now, like I got three heads here. It takes effort. It takes effort to be in relationships with anyone. It takes relationship to be in relationship with your heavenly father. And don't you kid yourself. It doesn't happen by osmosis. But secondly, love all people. Is to recognize that no one is perfect and that everyone needs Jesus. We're all a work in progress. There's no big I's and little you's in God's work. And the harvest is plentiful, but the what? Labors are few. And finally, to, to follow Jesus together is to keep our focus on Jesus and not on each other as we journey together. You know what? And, and I say this with all honesty. Don't look at me. <laughs> look at the Lord in me. What did Paul say? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Christ. I'm going to fail you, folks. I'm going to tell you right up front. Somebody else may not tell you. I'm going to fail you. It's not my intention, but I'm going to fail you. But you know what? Jesus never, what? Fails. Keep your eyes on Jesus. All of us walking together faithfully keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So, speaking about our Savior and Lord, how about you this morning? Have you given your life over to Jesus? You know, I I just said that the winner is the one who has Jesus in their heart. It's that simple. How about you? Have you asked Jesus on this last Sunday, Of 2021, have you asked Jesus to come into your life? It's a personal decision. You know what? I wish I could make the decision for everybody. All all of you would be winners. All of you would go to heaven. But I can't do that. I can only do it for who? For me. I can only make that decision for myself. You have to make a decision for yourself as well. Have you made that decision? If you haven't, it's simple. It's simple. It's simple by just asking Jesus to come into your heart. I trust that each and every one of you have done that at some point in your life and at some point in your journey that you said, Lord, I love you. Come into my heart. We face a new year, folks. You know, there there were a lot of people at the the dinner table yesterday that may not be there in 2022. There were a number of people missing, weren't they, at the dinner table yesterday that was here in 2020. Life is brief. It's short. And only what you do for Christ will last. Won't you give your life over to the Lord this morning if you've never done that? He loves you. (laughs) He's waiting for you to say yes to him so he can make you a winner in this race call life. Won't you do that today? Let us bow our heads, bow our heads, and close our eyes as we prepare to close out this morning. And as we're uh, just days away from a new year, again, I ask you, what is your relationship with the Lord? Have you said yes to Jesus? Oh, it's so simple. I trust that you would say yes to Jesus. Lord, forgive me for my sins. And I receive you into my heart. It's just that simple, folks. We make it complicated. It's just that simple. Won't you do that today if you've never done it? And then for those of us who have done it, won't you say as a new year is approaching that I want to be more committed to the Lord? I want to do his will even more because he loves me and he cares for me. I want to read my Bible daily. I want to pray daily. I want to give to the work of God because you've bless me so. You want to up your commitment to the Lord? You can do that as well. Again, he loves us and he cares for us. Father, thank you for the people of God and their attentiveness uh, to the message this morning. Father, I pray for each one, both under the sound of my voice and Uh, live streaming and those who are present here this morning, that, Lord, you would cause revival to, to, to spread across this church and that people of God would cry out to you in obedience and confession that you might use us in a very powerful way in this coming year to live out love to a lost and dying world. This is our prayer in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, amen Amen and amen. God bless you.